about something. again. Sixteen straight, ten, twelve-hour days back to back. Only had two, six, or seven. Her, they were eight-hour days. Yeah, sixteen days straight, America, non-stop on the clock. I pulled a uh, twelve and a half-hour shift yesterday. Twelve, almost a thirteen-hour shift. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a thirteen-hour shift yesterday. I clocked out, but I still kept working because. I realized some things weren't done. Yeah. Well, good morning, America. This is Danger Close USA American Podcast Radio. One of the very few podcasts that uh, are not completely ridiculous. Ridiculous in nature. I'm not a Seth Rogen. Why is it every time I say his name, when I say Rogan, I think of that hair formula for men? I don't know. It's just it's stuck in my head. When you say my name, you don't think of hair. Hopefully. It's kind of weird. Because my last name's not Rogan. Rogaine. Rogan. Rogan. I don't know. Something about it, man. I don't know what it is. Every time I say his fucking name. Seth Rogan. You got, you got a hair formula for men for me? What? Anyways, good morning. I don't know. I think I say good morning three times now. We're going for a fourth time. Good morning, America. Tired, I am. Sleep, I must. Yoda, I am too, apparently. I don't know what the hell's going on. My big cheese is coming in. My regional manager is coming in today. I was supposed to be there. I'm not going in early today. I've got... I just... Fuck, man. I'm tired. It's paying the bills. I'm happy about that. It's just the 12 fucking 13 hour shifts. Shit. Starts to wear on you. I don't care how fucking hard worker you are. 13 of them straight. 14 of them straight. 15, 16 straight. Tomorrow's the 18th. I started on the 2nd, I think. So that would make it uh, one less than 18 tomorrow. So I was having 16 days straight. 
I don't care. I, I mean, I really don't. It doesn't bother me to be working this this much because I know it's going to pay off as long as I get my way, as long as things go my way, as long as all the ideas and things that I want to implement happen. It should be fine. I should be able to take a day off. I don't know when, and I don't know if I'll be able to take one or two, but I'm going to earn that shit, and it's going to be mine. And freaking Saturdays and Sundays, my ass is going to be on my bed going, ha-ha, I won. And I hope I win. I don't want to have to go through this shit nonstop. My balls to the wall. Dealing with interpersonal relationships and the politics of a kitchen. You wouldn't believe how much fucking politics and bullshit there is in a kitchen. You would think that being the job that it is, there wouldn't be so much of this freaking conundrum of blah, blah, blah said this and blah, blah, blah said that and blah, blah, blah and blah and I'm not working this day and I don't work that day and here's my schedule. What do you mean your schedule? Aren't you supposed to go by my schedule? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I worked out. And I make this much amount of money per hour. And I'm this good. And you're not. And I'm better. And you're not. And I'm better. And It's just a lot of bullshit. I'm not even... I'm not even really... I am somewhat uh, implying that uh, I put up with more bullshit than I should. And I am. At the moment. For how much longer, I don't know. I, uh, I have a lot of issues to work out. My time right now is spent what feels like putting out fires. I'm exhausted. I'm trying to do everything I'm supposed to do, and it's, like, almost impossible. I sit down at the computer to do something, and it's 20 fucking things. 20 fucking things that could happen in the amount of time I sit down to do work on my computer. And it's literally, like... There's a problem with this, the sweet tea thing. There's a, a problem with this. There's a truck delivery. There's this. There's that. It doesn't seem like there's enough time in the day. I'd have to work to like midnight to accomplish everything. And I just can't fucking do it. I can't. And I'm trying to go to bed early when I get home. And it's like I don't get to see my family. My family's like there but not. They're like, Dad, hi, good night. You know, that's what it is right now. I walk in the door, it's, good night, Dad. My kids, the youngest ones are usually in bed. Last night they had a late night. They went to a church function. And they're continuing, they're going to continue to go until I think uh, Friday or something. But I've got a lot of work ahead of me. And I'm really, I'm just, oh, great. got a guy in front of me, his truck in a trailer, and he's got his hazards on, he's pulling a little teeny, teeny rink-a-dink, looks like a jet ski, a jet ski trailer, he's got one of those big old toolboxes on it, and it's like, it looks like the toolbox slid from the front to the back, he's got his hazards on, I bet he's kind of tripping out, like, I don't think I'm going to make it to where I got to go, dude. What the fuck are you doing, man? You pulled in here to do that. Amazing. You're 
fucking phenomenal driver. Phenomenal. Good job. Alright, I'm gonna get some gas. I'll be back. Okay. I actually had people tell me they like my show. The other day I got a message on my uh, little message thing on this thing. Uh, he's like, I really like your show. I like your rants. I like listening to you when I'm driving. It's like having a partner in my car. I'm like, really? And he said something about having, he drives long distances. I guess it's kind of like having a, a buddy. Maybe I should just do a show for truck drivers. I guess that's what he was. He's not his car. He said in his truck when he's on long rides. It's like having someone in the vehicle with him. I'm like, really? That's kind of cool. I told him thank you. I sent him a message back. I was like, yeah, hey, man, thanks. Appreciate it. I guess I could see how that would work. I, uh, I have a brake, brake light out, a tail light out. Uh, I've been thinking about this for like the last two days. I can't do a damn thing about it. I literally, I can't, what, what am I going to have time to do this? I don't. My son's getting his uh, senior pictures done Thursday. And here's the dilemma. I have to work and I need a vehicle. Pretty big issue. So my wife called a friend of ours and she's going to get a ride from her. And my hat's off to uh, Mrs. Barnwell, who's a friend of our family, retired Air Force, great woman, hard worker. She's going to pitch in for the family uh, so we can get our son's uh, seniors pic senior pictures done, which is a big deal to me. I'm very much appreciative. Um, otherwise, it would suck because he wouldn't be able to get in the, in the yearbook. This is his senior year. And he's excited, and I'm, I'm happy for him, and I, I hope he does well, and I think he's got a lot of potential, and, and he'll be 18 soon, and I'll have to kick him out, like my parents did me at 16, but eh, I'm just kidding, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give my children everything my parents wouldn't give me, and that's time. Um, the world's changed, and it's not like it used to be, and... I'm not babying my kids. They're going to have to get jobs. They're going to have to support themselves. They're going to have to take care of things. It's not like I'm making it easy for them. But I'm trying to do certain things in the background. My wife doesn't fully understand. I do a lot of investing. It's not a lot. I mean, comparatively to a real investor, I don't do shit. I'm building a portfolio based on things that I think work. I, uh, I do a lot of uh, investigations into different uh, mining companies. I'm into the mining industry a little bit um, because it's profitable. 
it's not the most profitable, but it's profitable. And I've got five or six uh, different mining companies in my portfolio that I think are going to do well. I believe they're going to do well. Some of them are gold and silver. Some of them actually are Molly Bendelum. And another one I'm looking at is uh, basically uh, cat litter. <laughs> yeah, laugh at me. Go ahead. I can't remember the exact terminology, but it's some sort of material that's used a lot for uh, well pumps. The actual well, the pipe they put down there, they pack it full of, or they don't pack the, the pipe, but they pack the sides, the insides of the pipe with this uh, particular material. So yeah, I'm looking at that, and plus uh, it ha this happens to also be adjacent to a gold mine. And uh, I think they're going to be also, they didn't do it purposefully, I don't think, but they are going to be digging into uh, another mineral called gold. You know, that A-U-G-I thing, whatever it is on the scientific atomic table. Og? I don't know, I'm tired. And I've got a, a couple others that I'm interested in. I've got a couple that deal with technology. I've got a couple that deal with lighting. I have a couple that deal with uh, medical. I've got two that are, are medical-based. I've got three hemp-based stocks. Yes, hemp, marijuana, Mary Jane, pot, weed, smoke, trees, kush kush. Just nizzle my pizzle whizzle. That stuff, yeah. Ganja. There's a lot of terms for that shit. Green leafy sticky buds. Skunk buds. Big old buds. Buds. Some smoky toky. Okie dokie. Yeah, I've uh, invested a little bit into three. Actually two now. I've, I've sold out on one. I said, you know what? I should have invested it in, into it earlier when it was like nothing. And uh, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. Too much stuff going on. But there's another one that I totally sunk my teeth into. And I'm just going to hold on to it for a while. I think it's going to do well. I think it should. I think I just need to keep buying stock until it's it explodes. Hopefully. I'm going to give it until probably the end of the year. Around Christmas time. And I think it's going to kick off. Um, it's, it's doing so much stuff. It's procured so much equipment. It's got its license, it's got this, it's got that, it's it's all set to go. I think it'll do really well. But, you know, I'm not a professional stock trader, so don't take any advice from me, but I'm looking at what I do, and I think, you know, there's some a potential to share that information. I think I could share some of that information and give some people some ideas. That's not really what I want to do. It's just kind of, I think, that for the average everyday little guy out there that's busting his ass and may, might, may or want or may want to invest some of his hard-earned, sweat-fucking-covered money into something that might pay off, I do a little show called Smash and Grab Investments. It's another podcast where I'm not cussing and, and swearing and carrying on like I do now because it's, you know... A little more of a better platform. And plus, you know, I do my own thing, but I'm involved with projects, and I don't really, you know, I don't understand all the inside 
don't do this, don't talk about that, don't talk about this, don't do that, and I get like, you know, stuck in this conundrum where I'm doing everything I'm not supposed to do, and I, I rather do the organic stuff that seems more natural and comes across more natural, and people enjoy themselves and have fun, instead of reading from a script and talking about things that, well, yeah, they want to talk about, but they're not really happy to discuss constantly, and it's sounds rehearsed, and I don't want that for my show. So on Smash and Grab, when I do an interview, I don't do a whole bunch of, you know, I, I read about their project, I read about their product, I read about what they're doing, but I really don't, uh, like, dwell on, like, getting them a script. I, I tell them that I'll ask you questions, and I'll give you an opportunity to talk, and I'll give you plenty of opportunity to, to discuss things that matter to you, but I'm not going to, like, encase you in this vacuum where you don't feel comfortable because that's when everybody doesn't feel comfortable is when they're put on the spot and, and have a script and a certain application of vocabulary I want people to talk say what they want to say it works better that way of course there's some editing involved when it's done <laughs> but it's never truly done until it's published and on Smash and Grab, my show, I don't really worry about the editing so much. I'll edit out stuff that they ask me to, like if they accidentally speak about something in their project they shouldn't have mentioned. I'll pull it for them, but otherwise, or if they think they were a little long-winded, or if, you know, I ask a personal questions like, when did you get started in this industry? You know, and you get a 20-minute, I was this and this and this and this and this, and, you know, more power to you, but... A lot of them will be like, dude, can you edit that? Dude, I, I think I talked for 20 minutes about something and, you know, basically gave away my shoe size in this whole discussion, you know. I was born and I uh, I went to school and I uh, went to college and I went and I blah, 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 20 minutes later. And I'm sitting there going, nodding my head, yes. That's great. That's wonderful. Yes. Okay. I asked, how did you get started in this industry? Not when you were born. Not your fucking shoe size. I don't care about all that shit. Oh, and I have so much shit to do tomorrow. I don't even know, man. I'm like nervous. I'm nervous about tomorrow. But it's going to go smooth because I'm going to make it go smooth. Gonna go smooth or I'm gonna kill somebody. Not really, but I'm thinking about it. I might. I might not. I probably won't, but I could. It's possible, but it's improbable. I wouldn't kill anybody. But I'm gonna be pissed off if these people fucking pull their shit that they've been pulling the last few days. I've just about had enough of the attitude and the bullshit. I'm not there to kiss ass, I'm not there to talk to people nice, I'm not there to do this and this and that and all those other wonderful things. I'm there to perform a job, not to kiss ass and play Mr. Fix-It for everybody's life. They need to get that through their fucking head. And I get a lot of that, uh, I can't work this day, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, it's, it's sorry. I'm going to run a tight ship, damn it. 
I might have to get, like, throw a bunch of people off my hard arm or whatever. Walk the plank, but eventually my ship's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight, tight ship. Saying ship as in a vessel, not shit as in shit. I hope you can hear the P at the end of ship. Ah, ship. Ah. Maybe I should accentuate the ship. Oh, but I am so fucking tired. And I know I have a long day ahead of me. And I'm just... I'm beside myself right now. Beside myself. Tired. going to either self-implode or I'm going to fire every fucking one of them. I'm half tempted to take you into work in this, uh, at this venture and just let you hear everything I have to put up with, but that'd be one long fucking show. And it'd probably get me in trouble, so I better not. But I've thought about it. Just so you know, I've been thinking about it. I put it through my, put it through my meat grinder of a brain. Or I could just take this left coming up. I could just turn left right here, right now. Have a job making eight fifty an hour, working at a fucking sawmill, and I wouldn't have any of this stress and bullshit. I'm sure that would not go over well with the wife, but uh, I could do that. But I'm not going to. I could just take that left back there I just passed, and just, and just. Uh, take a job working at a sawmill busting my ass doing hard labor something I hate but I do but I have done I, a lot of, I got a lot of pride in what I do I really do I got a lot of pride in everything I've ever done in my life I take a lot of pride in it I'd like to bust my ass I just don't want to do it anymore I when I say bust my ass I mean like you know I worked at a tire recycling plant you have any idea how much a fucking semi truck tire weighs I'm not talking about, fuck the tires on the fucking Bobcat ass end of the fucking truck. I'm talking about just the tires on a fucking trailer. P338s, whatever the fuck they are, P420s, whatever. They're big fucking humongous tires. Try picking them up and tossing them on a pile at six fucking high. Seven high. You want to talk about a fucking workout? You want to talk about your arms and your back and your shoulders and your fucking chest muscles bulging out like you're some sort of fucking football player? Yeah, I've done that. That was fun. I plastered pools down in Florida, pushed around a 400-pound fucking wheelbarrow. I had calf muscles the size of a basketball. 
I literally was just fucking Hulk Hogan from the fucking waist down. And, I mean, I was huge. I was built like a fucking brick shithouse back then. I lifted weights. I boxed. I, oh, my God. If I could tell you some of the jobs I've had. When I was... I'll start. I'll just, I'll just start right from the beginning if I got enough time before I get to work. The things that I've done for a living. Okay? Eight years old. My dad had me put a wheelbarrow... Or take a wheelbarrow, put or push my lawnmower in the wheelbarrow, you know, like a fucking snapper, push behind lawnmower, and a rake, and go door to door, up and down our street, knocking on the door, asking if they wanted their mow lawn, their lawn, their their lawn mowed. At eight years old, I did that for like two, three years, and at the age of eleven, I started working with my dad at a uh, Italian American club, washing dishes. It was my first taste of working in a kitchen, really. Minus when I was eight, I remember doing something in the kitchen, but I was really young. I don't remember what we did. I think we cleared tables and washed pots and pans or something. I don't know. I can't remember. But it was very tiring. It was very exhausting. And it sucked. And that was at age 11. At the age of 11 and a half, I worked at a a medical place. I was actually a stock boy for a medical place called Intermedic in Port Charlotte, Florida, and I was the stock boy, and my bus would drop me off at work, and I would go and stock all the doctor's offices and all the uh, different places in the place, everything from toilet paper to vaginal forceps, and I worked there till I was about 13, I think, if I remember right, and then I got a job working at a Little Caesars at 13. And I worked there for, I don't remember how long. And it got robbed one night. I was in the freezer counting dough. And it got robbed while I was in the freezer. Came out and there was a guy with a gun. I just closed the door really slow. Long story. True. Then when the cops came, they found him at the bar very next door. Right fucking next door to the the Little Caesars. He was drinking. Came and robbed the place and then went next door and, and decided to drink his money. Yeah, not kidding. And then, <laughs> somewhere around the age of 15, I got a job uh, working at an A&W hot dog stand at, like, the local mall. And I hated it. Oh, I hated that job. And then I got a job uh, working at Texaco. And I actually became the head cashier and then the assistant manager. By the time I was 17. And I've I got a lot of training when you work at, at a big corporation. It was one of the first uh, Dairy Queen Texaco co-ops. And I actually uh, worked both sides. But uh, eventually made it to assistant manager at the age of 17. And then all I did after that was work, 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 work. I uh, couldn't even remember half the places I've worked now. I've done everything from lay carpet to install... Uh, air conditioning units and microwave ovens and freaking televisions. I uh, cleaned up after dead people. I, uh, yeah, that's that was a whole one day. Um, I've laid carpet. I think I already told you I laid carpet for a living. I plastered pools for a living. I recycled tires for a living. I worked in marketing for a while when I was in my early 20s. Uh, and then I went back into marketing again back in my early 30s. Um, I worked for a security company. 
And that was a good job. I loved it. It was ground security and personal security. I, uh, I did that for a while, and I enjoyed it. And then I, uh, well, I was also doing chef work when I was really young. Like, in my teens, I worked as a chef, worked in a kitchen. I had three jobs at one point. I think I lasted five years working three jobs. I finally gave up two of them and just went full-time as a chef. Moved out to New Mexico, got a job at Camarot Casino. Failed my pee test. That sucked. And I went to work at the Zia Diner in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Did well there for a little bit. Learned a lot. I learned what real high-volume cooking was compared to what the high-volume I was used to. I worked uh, as a sous chef at another place. Oh, God. I, shit. When I was 19, I was a sous chef at a place called the Fieldstone. I worked in all kinds of fucking places. I'm a man of many hats. And my career choice, after a while, was to stay with the food. And I just kept working as a chef, and kept working as a chef, and kept working as a chef, and I didn't give it up. I just kept going, 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 going. I was pretty happy with what I was doing. I enjoyed it, for the most part. I enjoyed uh, working with food. I enjoyed working with people. I enjoyed the majority of the things I did. Listen, lady, if you don't let me over, I'm going to get out of this fucking van and kick your ass. You want to do 90 miles an hour in your BMW? Down to 35? That's nice. You're special. You must be from New York. I get a lot of that attitude. People come down here from New York, and it's like we're all just hillbilly pieces of shit to them. And they take a look at me, and they think I'm one of them. <laughs> but I'm not. I actually have somewhat of an education. Self-educated, thank you. I like that, though. Don't have anything on paper, but I can prove myself. That's usually how it works. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm really exhausted. Hope my manager comes in and gives me shit. That'd be great. Hope he, hope he comes in and is just, you know, upset with me. Give me a reason to tell him, you know, look, this is what I'm doing, dude. 12, 13 hours a day. It's not fun for me. Not here to have fun. I'll walk in that kitchen and I guarantee you there'll be an attitude and I'm going to have to fucking deal with it or she's going to fucking, this woman's going to fucking quit. And I'm going to be like, there's the fucking door. I don't have time for this shit. You either work as a fucking team, you're either part of the fucking team, or you're part of the fucking problem. I have some serious doubts that they're going to understand that because they've had it their way for so fucking long and doing their own thing and manipulating whoever's been the manager there before me into getting what they want their way and they all think they're irreplaceable. Like, they're just irreplaceable. Nobody can do their job but them. Yeah, that shit's going to change in a very volatile way. Unfortunately, but I have to bide my time. I have to take my time. I have to make all my, uh, I have to be very methodical with what I'm doing. It's, uh, it's a very methodic process. It's very strategic. I have to be, uh, I have to be. I could very well lose a majority of the crew I have and I would have to sleep here. And that would suck. 
and I don't want to have to do that, but it might come down to that. I might have to sleep here. I might have to start fucking sleeping here. Anyways, uh, this is Danger Close, American Podcast Radio, and this is your host, Jeff Kaufman. I hope you enjoyed my show. Uh, Again, have a great day, America. I'm pulling into my job. Have a great day. Hoo-ah.